0: After a backlash, a city removed a Karen-themed Halloween display. A soccer fan took his grandfather's skull to a championship match, and a cat was sworn in as the mayor of an Italian town. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet in Los Angeles. That's a lot to wrap your head around. Let's get into it. Can I speak to the manager, please? A city took down a Karen-themed Halloween display after complaints, I assume from the neighbors and other unfun people. This all took place in Prosser, Washington. It's Halloween, and the city of Prosser, Washington has taken down its City Hall Halloween display after getting complaints that one of the displays was in very poor taste. People were offended. Everyone's being so offended. So easily offended, I might add. It was taken down after posts complain the display was making fun of certain women. The display featured a scarecrow wearing a quote, Can I speak to the manager t shirt? and had a Karen name tag. So it's a Karen Halloween costume. It's hilarious. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with the Karen phenomenon that we have going on in the United States? You know, it's typically ah, just a person with too much time on their hands, and they complain about everything they ask to speak to the manager. They're never pleased, although their life is amazing. Uh, In a news release, the city of Prosser says... It has also withdrawn from the historic downtown Prosser decorating contest, saying they acknowledged the display was inconsistent with the spirit of the competition. I hate when people fold to this kind of pressure in the culture. It's so horrible. You got people who are so easily offended that are actually you know protesting and then getting what they want meanwhile the rest of us most of us which you know were reasonable people we would laugh at this halloween display right it's very funny and there's nothing wrong in fact i welcome a little comedy being injected into my halloween displays and the halloween costumes that's kind of part of halloween right people dress up as scary and they also dress up as funny and i just can't can't stand this The Karen meme has gained international recognition, it says, as a pejorative term for an entitled white woman, according to Harvard. Yes, Harvard actually weighed in on the term Karen because, you know, when you're at Harvard, you have nothing better to do with all that money. Now I'm looking at a photo of the offensive Halloween display, and it is hilarious. It's a scarecrow dressed up as a Karen standing in a garden. There's a sign that says Karen's Garden. There's a pumpkin. There's some flowers. It's, it's very nice. I'm sure it adds a little humor to the overall Halloween display outside of City Hall. Uh, but of course, you know, there's a handful of people that were probably offended by this, and it's got to all go away. The no fun police has arrived and is uh, making important choices on what we can and cannot look at. because they care about our feelings guys they care about our feelings you know it's funny with all the horrible things going on in the culture this is hurting feelings I mean how great is your life when this has got you up in arms it's almost as though they're not paying attention to what's really going on in all of our backyards really it says here uh, they claim that this term Karen is a pejorative term against women uh i would say it's bigger than that it's a pejorative term maybe but it's a term that refers to assholes in the culture not so much women uh, but just big old jerks who have too much time on their hands and got to get into all of our business and slow up progress because they're uncomfortable and these are people that are very easily made uncomfortable from um, my observation now, I covered a story uh, earlier in the month about the offensive Jeffrey Dahmer costumes that had to be taken down on eBay. You guys can listen to that in a previous Weird AF News episode. Uh, I actually welcome the Karen-themed costumes and Halloween displays. I find it hilarious, and I'm an adult, so I understand that there's uh, the intention behind it isn't to be mean; it's to get a laugh and. It gets a laugh from me, and I think it gets a laugh from most of us. Um, maybe you guys disagree. Call the show 646 450 2012. I specifically want to hear from all the Karens out there. <laughs> Any Karens? Call the show. In Argentina, a soccer fan celebrated a championship with his grandfather's skull. That's right, a skull. In Buenos Aires, Argentina, how about that for an accent? Buenos Aires, fans of soccer teams have many ways to celebrate important victories. They win a lot of trophies. And they often venture to the city center of El Obelisco, which is similar to the Washington Monument, just a little bit smaller. At the city center, at that monument, you will see flags. You might hear some singing and see a celebration that is like nothing else you've ever seen. And that's where racing fan Gabrielle was on Sunday night. Racing is the name of the soccer team. Gabrielle arrives at the city center with a very special guest. You see, Gabrielle seems to do things a bit differently. He celebrates his team a little bit differently, and after his team clinched the Superliga title on Sunday with a 1-1 draw with Tigre, Gabrielle was seen holding something quite peculiar. It was a skull. It was the skull of his grandfather. He was interviewed by the media. He said he actually dug up his dead grandfather's skull to celebrate the title. Gabrielle went on to say that his grandfather would have been very proud of this victory. Proud of the team winning the championship. And uh, maybe not so proud of the fact that his grandson decided at night to go dig into a graveyard and get that skull before transporting it to the city center. And holding it up for all to see. But uh, this seems to be okay in Argentina. I don't know. You could just carry around skulls to sporting events... ...and bring them out into public. Never heard of such a thing. The fans are pretty rabid, though, down there. This must be something that's allowed in South America. You would never be able to do this in other places. Certainly not the U.S. You cannot carry around human remains... bring them to sporting events or the town square... ...hold them in the air... I don't think maybe you can do it on Halloween only. <laughs> I don't I, I don't know. I don't think this is okay though. And uh, from my understanding you certainly can't just go dig up body parts and bones out of a gravesite. <laughs> that's, that's not legal. <laughs> Argentina, man, they just take their sports to a whole new level though, you know, especially when it comes to soccer, also known as football. I know, I know. The American version of it is somewhat unacceptable in the rest of the world, but I continue to call it soccer. It was what I was raised on. I guess another question that we need to answer here is, would his grandfather have approved of this behavior? I mean, I guess it depends on whether or not his grandpa was a true diehard for the game. (laughs) Get it, guys? A diehard? Maybe his grandpa always wanted him to get ahead. What about that one, huh? No? Okay. Now, as far as my dead remains goes, if I'm not cremated, I, I really wouldn't mind if someone took my skull to a Red Sox World Series victory, you know, maybe walked around the Fenway Park area. I'm sorry, the Fenway Park area. Uh, I think that's pretty cool for me, for me. It's not for everybody's skull, you know? Yay! A cat has been sworn in as the mayor of an Italian town. Oh, I'm okay with cats being mayors. I'm all right with... Well, we've tried the humans running things. Let's try the felines. I'm okay with it. A cat was appointed the mayor of an Italian town and is going to remain in office for a whole year. How about that? Black and white moggy Meow. That's the name of the cat. Very uncreative name. Meow, really? Meow spent her first day in office as mayor of the animals. Okay, so that's a different position. They might have mayor of the people, and then a sub-mayor is the mayor of the animals, I'm guessing. The city's called Civita Dantino. It's in the Abruzzo region in southern Italy. I'm sure it's a wonderful place. Uh, Civita Dantino, deputy mayor Matteo Di Fabio, swore Meow into her role by placing a little Italian tricolor ribbon around the cat's neck. I'm looking at a photo of Meow. Looks like a very dignified cat. Uh, I can see right into her eyes. I see progress, for sure. This cat's going to really do a bang-up job, I think. Meow will remain in office for a year before a new mayor of the animals will be appointed. Now, there's a little bit of a question mark regarding Meow's appointment. Somewhat of a scandal. Uh, They're thinking that this was rigged, as this cat is reportedly the pet cat of Dio Fabio's young daughter. Dio Fabio is the human mayor. Uh, this is his daughter's cat. But the local media reported that this cat has long been the mascot of the town anyway. It's a very small town. There's only 900 residents. Uh, this kind of seems legit to me. The cat's already known in the area. Uh, surprisingly, Meow is not the first feline mayor in Italy. We have Gravalona Lomolina, which is a place... In the Lombardy region of northern Italy, they've had a feline mayor tradition dating all the way back to 2005. Their first cat mayor, named Sassetti, was in office until 2009 after a catnip abuse scandal. Uh, Now, Sassetti was followed by Pippi, who carried out the role as mayor until 2013, when some scandalous video and photos emerged of the cat uh, in very risqué positions, uh, licking his nether regions. A very scandalous mayor, indeed. The current mayor is a cat named Marina, who has even taken part in civil marriage proceedings. So this cat has some skills and intelligence. I like it. Now I did a little offshoot search to see what sort of animals have been elected to office in the U.S., and there has been a few. This article names the top nine Uh In a little town in Minnesota called Coromorant Village, a great Pyrenees named Duke ruled as mayor for four consecutive years in 2014. And then we have Mayor Wilbur the Bulldog, who was uh, elected in the state of Kentucky, it looks like. In a place called Talkeetna, Alaska, Stubbs the Cat was elected as mayor in 1997 and held office until 2017. Mayor Bosco the Dog ruled Sunol, California, with an iron paw back in 1981 until he died in 1994. We have committeeman Boston Curtis the Mule. Uh, In 1938, the people of Milton, Washington, elected Boston Curtis the Mule as a committeeman to represent them on the city council. Sweet Tart the Cat was elected as mayor in Omena, Michigan, which has under 300 residents. So the animals that have made it into public office in the U.S. are dogs, cats, goats, and one mule. Now it says here, since most states and communities have official rules that say that a candidate must be of a certain age and sign their legal name to get on the ballot, most of these political animals serve in only ceremonial roles. These animal electoral candidates may be more helpful than some humans holding office, though. They have done a great job, for instance, raising funds for nonprofits and bringing their communities together, as animals tend to do. Everybody loves goats and cats and dogs. I say, take it further. Let them get their paws on some budgets. Let's see what happens, guys. (laughs) It's already a crap show. Hey, what's up, loyal listeners of Weird AF News? Thanks for spending some time with me. I hope you had a nice weekend. Hope you enjoyed that Florida Friday episode. It was a pretty good one. Thanks to everybody who reached out to me over the weekend as well. I got a nice email from Melissa Young. She wrote, Hi, Jonesy. I loved, loved, loved your Crack Pipe song on Florida Friday. You need to do more of those songs. It was highly entertaining. Had me laughing long after the song was over. Good luck with your life, man. Hugs. Melissa. Yeah, I think you're right, Melissa. I should write some more songs like that. I should actually finish some of the songs. Like the Crack Pipe song has only got one verse. Alligators Everywhere has only got one verse. I should just finish those songs to begin, and then we'll move on. If you guys didn't hear the Crack Pipe song, it was splendid. I think it's some of my best work, honestly. If you would like a... Uh, like a copy of it well let's just wait till I, uh, I finish it and then I'll offer it as an mp3 you guys can put it on your phone or wherever you want to play it I'm cool with that uh, I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the compliment Melissa uh, I also got a nice comment on the YouTube channel by user pickle D Rick who wrote Jonesy I hope your channel becomes lizzo sized I suppose that means huge and I, I hope you're right pickle D Rick. I would like my YouTube channel to grow and grow and grow. Uh, I've been pretty active on the YouTube trying to beef that up. Uh, You guys can find that. There's a link to it in the description of this podcast. And uh, what else? What else? Oh, I'm going to publish a phone call or two after this outro. So if you want to stick around for that, please feel free to do so. And if you want to call the show, 646-450-2012. Now, we also have a new Patreon, a Patreon member named james Harrington, who just joined the patreon so big thanks to james for showing some major support for the weird af news production that we have going on in this closet i appreciate that very much james uh please enjoy the extra content that's within the patreon i put a lot of stuff in there over the weekend including a a video from a series that i'm working on separately um so yeah, the, the patrons just really beefed up with content. So some of, some of my patrons, uh, are all over it. Others eh, they could do without the content. They just like that good feeling knowing that they're supporting me and, and that's okay too. I'm cool with it. If you guys want to join the Patreon and show some support, like James Harrington, King James, Uh, go to patreon.com slash weird AF news or go to weird AF com and click on the Patreon banner. It's pretty easy. If you guys want to email me funnyjones at gmail.com or you can slide into my DMS on Instagram at FunnyJones as well. All right, take care. Have a great day, night, morning, whatever.
1: Hey there Jonesy. It's Michael calling from Iowa city. Sorry, I had to call you back. My cell phone died in the middle of my last call. Uh, Hope you and all of the weirdos are doing well there. I'm thinking that it's been probably something like three weeks now since the Hurricane Ian hit Florida. And I'm just thinking about the people down there and the terrible mess that they're suffering through. After the hurricane hit, I think the day after you made an announcement about the hurricane and how we're thinking about everyone down there that they are in her thoughts and prayers. And, um, you know, of course we make fun of Floridians on Florida Friday, but of course that's just in jest and we know there's a lot of good people down there. And so I was thinking about some of the weirdos down there, like Maria from Miami. Uh, she's always so sweet and tender and thoughtful when she calls in and, to the show and let us know that you're okay i think you were far enough to the south that you probably avoided any destruction uh but please call in and let us know that you're okay and uh <laughs> skeeter from jacksonville Jacksonville, as jonesy says uh could you call and let us know that you're all right and florida man we haven't heard from you for a while how you doing down there hope you're all fine and safe uh, I'm not sure exactly where you're at, but, uh, I'm, I hope you're okay. Uh, Jacksonville, I'm not sure if they got hit by, uh, the hurricane or not, or some of those heavy rains, but please call and let the show know that you're okay. We're thinking about all of you down there. And the state of Florida herself, himself, uh, I know he's, uh, uh, confessed to, to actually being a man. I mean, he's, said himself or herself that the let's just look at the state it's a dangling penis down there uh, i'm not sure what actual pronouns you're using i i think uh she but um you know just look at the the uh top of the state there the panhandle pretty flat and straight across there. I don't think you've had top surgery yet. So you've uh, admitted that you're uh, actually a man. But, uh, you know, we refer to you as a she, as like most ships and states and places like that are. But we hope you're all well down there and we're thinking about you, and we just want to extend our love to the state of Florida. And if anyone wants to help, you can text uh, 90999, to donate uh, ten dollars to the red cross
2: cheerio jonesy this is nore and i'm calling from england i'd like to identify myself as one of your blind listeners and the I'm calling is because you did a story about a young girl from the united states who was flying from coast to coast the girl was blind but she was managing to fly all by herself, well, she was going to have a navigator sitting with her, but the point of this story was that blind people can do anything that they set their minds to and I wanted to thank you for doing this story and for pointing that out that we can do anything we set our minds to and I agree and I will use my own example Uh, I became blinded as a teenage boy I hadn't yet decided what I wanted to do with my life but, uh, I fancied myself a bit of a comedian. I used to watch a lot of Benny Hill and, uh, especially Monty Pippin's line circus. Spam, spam, spam! Yes, and I love that when you do that yourself, Jonesy. I think it's actually very hilarious. But, uh, I, I do just point out that, uh, I, uh, you know, it could have become many different, uh, different uh, jobs but uh, I decided since I felt myself to be in, I could do anything and right now uh, it points to another story that you did on your podcast uh, what I'm currently doing is I'm doing pranks yes and uh, what I have done recently is I have gone up to uh, someone in the middle of the night and I've opened up their, their letterbox flap and I've yelled, porridge, time to eat your porridge, Papa Bear. Yes, Jonesy, that was me. Yes, (laughs) I think it's rather funny, don't you think? Yes, so blind people, they can do anything that they set their minds to. And right now, I'm doing porridge, porridge, get your porridge. (laughs) And I think what the people did with the Goldilocks. (laughs) And yes, right now, you could call me a bit of a Cereal killer. Oh, you wonder what porridge is, Jonesy? It's nothing more than oatmeal or cream of wheat. Porridge is just simply any sort of grain that's cooked into like a hot, a hot cereal, like oatmeal. Yes. Now, I, I, I want to say I'm not making light of being blind in any way, but you have to make fun of life's iniquities and lest any of your listeners get upset by this. After all, this is a comedy show that you've got going here, a comedy podcast. So, yes, we can set our minds and do anything that we want to achieve and lighten up, everyone. Come on. Everyone has trouble in their life.